Suffering the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean, and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion. And he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. This is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. I'm your host, Andre Huey. On this edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis, we'll be hearing the story of someone who recovered from COVID-19 here in St. Kitts Nevis. What was his experience? How did he think he caught the virus and how he managed to cope and eventually recover? Also, we'll be hearing from Dr. Tim Garson from the United States. He is a clinical professor at the University of Houston. We'll be talking to him about COVID-19 vaccination, the situation in the United States and why he thinks vaccination is important. All that on this edition of Let's Talks in Kids Nevis. But first, we'll take a break and be right back. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green Green Market Market and Delivery delivery is your solution. solution. Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers in St. Kitsinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your Your one-stop shop for fresh fresh local local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with SMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. SMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, 
smn-news.com Auto Plus Car Wash located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastyrs in Kits. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where the service is number one. The voice of the Caribbean Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk in Kids Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. I'm your host, Andre Huey. Well, as promised you at the start of the show, before the break, we'll be hearing the story of uh, someone in St. Kitts Nevis who recently recovered from COVID-19, given his experience. He's a well-known person within the St. Kitts Nevis circles, very outspoken and very opinionated, Mr. Curtis Crook. He sat down with us, our, our news team at SKN Newsline, our sister news organization, and spoke to us about his experience with COVID-19. He also had some suggestions as what he thinks can be done to help improve situations for COVID-19 patients in the country. We're well over a thousand active cases right now in the Federation, and up until the time of this show, there were 13 COVID-19-related deaths. Here is Curtis Crook. He speaks about that, as well as some other matters pertaining to COVID-19. Yeah, well, um, at the coffin, you know, just a chest cold, there was a cold on my chest. Um, didn't have any shortage of breath. That was you know, but you know, your normal cough you have. Didn't really were fighting like that for to breathe. Um, weak, very weak. Couldn't eat for a couple of days. You know, and um, when doctor before, as I say, I get some vitamin. I went to the doctor before and everything. Got some vitamin and all that. And use the remedy, you know, the garlic, the ginger, the lemongrass, and you throw the lime inside it. I used to make a full cup and drink it. Every night, I get my son, give me a full rub down, rub my hole in my chest, rub my hole in my back. As I said, my son lived with me, and he was the doctor. You know, some nights, I mean, in the bed, down with the sweat, the bed, like I went jogging, full of sweat. You know, couldn't sleep really properly. But what I used to do is, as they say, lay down in the sun for maybe about an hour, drink a lot of jelly water, and that was it. You know what I mean? How, but, how long you had it for? Um, it's about two weeks, maybe a week. So, well, say a full week of that kind of battling. But then after they had the little cold, the little cough, you know, and then they end up fade away. Fade away till he finally went. But only if he start, he have an effect. And now and again, I still have this little cough. You know, now and again, you know. But, you know, it's like that. But as I said, my point towards this whole COVID thing is the way how we're handling it. Um, we're segregating people. Um, the, the impression we was getting from the beginning is a death sentence. And then you're putting people in isolation they can't see the family, and I think I need to explain because some people are taking it the wrong way. I could be in isolation, but my family could come more than six feet away, or my wife or whoever, just to say hi. I mean, just to say good morning, how are you doing? Uh, you know, 
Because remember, you said six feet apart. But that doesn't mean that the person should be fully in isolation in terms of cannot see the loved ones at least. It can't be everybody, but if some man or a wife or kids is able to go and at least, you know, see them. And this is the reason why some people is breaking the quarantine and you're having these policies because you're, you're abandoning people. You know, that, I think that's a little bit difficult on people. What do you think you may have caught? Because I know you were very circumspect in wearing your mask and following the protocols. Boy, Andrew, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad you asked that. Because you see, some people feel because I don't take the vaccine. And it's not that I don't believe in the vaccine. I just don't think the, way the vaccine come about. I'm rushing to put this thing in my body. Another thing the same way. I wish I could explain to you because I, I never started to think. And I hope some people are going to listen to it, understand what I'm trying to say. A little bit of tips. You could catch it when you go to the shop to buy bread. Because everybody go in the shop and touch them bread. But you take the bread and you carry it home. You hold the plastic, you cut the bread, and you, you ain't thinking that you could be on the plastic bag. So you turn and hold the bread and eat the bread. Um, we got to be serious with the bakers keeping on the mask all the time. Because them same people could also drop the droplet and the bread where you buy first thing in the morning. So that in itself also could be that way. The same people who selling food, I used to go by the shop and buy bread and half a bread and whatever. I'm not saying, you know, but this could be some of the little weakness. So now when I buy a bread, I open the plastic and I pull off the plastic, cut the bread, sanitize my hand again. So make sure I don't touch the bread itself with my hand. But then I can't wash off the bread. Because the same bread could be transferred to, remember you say it lasts for a while. So the baker could drop it on the bread, and you don't know. So there's so much ways, because as you say, I was in my mask, I was sanitizing. I make sure I follow the rules. I don't, I never complain about not wearing your mask, not sanitizing. I do that a lot when I'm home, wash my hand. But as I say, there's so many ways where you could slip up. So why do I try to not buy food now from people like that, really? Um, I'm very curious about buying the bread, but I have to, you know. So these are the things really we got to be very careful about. Um, what advice, because you, 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 before, even before you had COVID, you were very outspoken about the way in, in which the, the pandemic is managing since COVID. What are some of the things you think the government have gotten wrong? What do you think you think it can be better? Um, we went wrong from the beginning, and again, here we go, by not trying to include everybody's ideas. Even if I were coming up with an idea, you could contest. But I caught this cook, we went from Curtis Cook. Um, we went from the opposition. I think we went wrong. That was the biggest problem. Include everybody, hear everybody's ideas, and everything could go together. Right? Secondly, I don't think the government, they were saying that the COVID is so dangerous, and what could happen and what can happen, but yet we still drop short and put in a plan in place. That was the key to the problem here where we are today. What was the plan for when it come? Because you were saying it's going to come. Did the government sit down and map out the country properly? No. You can't have three bus trying to do the, the, the work. It, it can't happen, Mr. Huey. We, made, we dropped the ball by not mapping the country properly, preparing myself for when it come. A lot of the nurses trying. I mean, I, I can keep saying about this lady from over in um, Christchurch, a nurse there. Very helpful. She's doing her best, including all the others on the bus and all of these people. 
But how can you have three bus? How three bus could you say? Three bus alone should be for Bastille. As I tell your family over me, waiting for the test for a funeral today. But they had to go privately to get the test complete. When the bus was in the in the area. So who is organizing how the, the workload goes? Are we sit down and make a proper plan on how we're gonna handle the pandemic? Three bus can't do the whole thing. You're gonna always have a black lag. You know already you're gonna need testing. So you got one one maybe person doing the testing. Maybe you could have two people, however, I don't know how the testing goes fast it could be done. I'm not the expert in that. But if you know, they should know as the expert. But if we know, one lab can do. You must know what needs to be done. Because remember, people are going to need the test fast. You can't run from that. So you shouldn't have, we need at least three labs. We just send back a bunch of Cuban nurses. Did we make a mistake there? Because you keep saying that if people rush to the hospital, what could happen at the hospital? So do we have enough nurses to deal with that situation? Any more, you think more needs to be done or testing? Testing because you, 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 could, you could try and because that's where a lot of people have a problem. You can't test me today. And then me and get, you come back Saturday, okay? But me and get me result next week Wednesday and because I got to call you. Or because I was lucky to know somebody to call somebody. What so, yeah, go on, no, I'm saying, so that should be one of the plans where how we handle should have been again where you sit down and you come with a serious plan for when the problem comes. So you eliminate the problem. We shouldn't be in this problem. We're the last country in the world to end up where we be today. But we was watching it on the outside. Um, walk us through what the process was for you. So when did you do a test? How did you come about doing the test? When did you realize that okay. you may have to go and do it? Right, now, I was feeling sick. And he said, but no, something ain't feel right. And I called and made an appointment with you. The lady said, I got to wait until the Thursday. I said, miss, if I wait till the Thursday, I might not dead. Still not knowing that I could actually stay home and just don't go do no test. Because based on what you're saying, nobody giving you nothing to tell you to, to get your back better. Yeah. And that's another problem before we go into that. We're going to have a problem with that. A lot of people get fed up and go do the test. Because after people realize, but I ain't going to do no test, I could stay home and quarantine myself. So that's another part we're not being careful with. That's why you gotta make sure look, had a plan to make sure that everything going sequence in terms of how you handle the people who you put in quarantine. So after I was saying back to him, after I feel, didn't feel well, I went to Joe. And I said, explained to him, and he said, bye, you, you have the same, like I got the symptoms. So he do me up to go and do a COVID test. I went and do the test by Avalon. And then the next day, he said that he said that a positive. So after that, I just do what I had to do. Start to. I went, I went by before, so he gave me some medicine, some stuff from the pharmacy. So I got this stuff. And then I started to do up my remedy, you know. And just take it from there and just, I mean, then there was also the lady, the nurse lady. That's one of the things I keep saying was very, very, very good. The lady, John Charles, oh, she name is daughter, the nurse. Cause she called every day. But cook, how are you doing? So first she called and she started to say, we should be. I was hesitant. Cause you see what's going on with the government with the political foolishness. So I explained to him, I miss my industry this year. Yes, it was in the night, I said, okay, then you seem somebody trustworthy and explained to him, I tell her, yes, I'm Curtis Cook. My son lived with me and she explained and then I tell her what's going on. We're not sharing the same stuff. Every day we sanitize and the whole works. And she used to call to make sure that we're okay. She called, you guys doing, you have any symptoms, how you're feeling, um, you, 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 you understand? And it was that, that in itself used to give me a lift. 
not going quarantine. You were in a room by yourself. No. No, because there's only two of us left, me and my son. So I didn't really need to be in a room by myself. He was doing his part, where as I said to you, and these are some of the things people need to understand. He thing was we don't use the same cup. We don't drink from the same glass. We yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we sanitize all the time. He got on the mask, I got on my mask. If you answer, most of the time he stay in the mask, I stay in my mask. We use the same bath, but we spread on with Clorox and we that's what I'm saying. So we was making sure that even though we in together, we were still protecting myself. Even if he was rubbing me down, he was still going to go on the When he done, he wash his hand, he sanitized his hand. So we wasn't, like to say, as I said, the isolation part. I was in the room, no. It wasn't like that. And for the record, he did not test positive. He did not test positive. And that's the part that was really, was, I was happy to see that. Based on being around me, I'm out of fact. One night he came in the bed to sleep with me. I said, what color were you doing? You forget I got COVID, but go in your room. So I'm saying these are the stories the, the nation and the public need. I'm not saying that as, as Sugar Boy said. We're not saying that people are gonna, not going to die. Because, you know, there's people's underlying condition. They say, but how we put out the COVID in the beginning by the death sentence. You put fear in people. If you don't want people to take the vaccine, man, be honest to people. And some people has an issue with the vaccine. But you can't hate a man and be behaving like he's a criminal because he don't take the vaccine. We say respect people's opinion. I would not deliberately come in tongue and go in rams and then got on my mask. And every time I go in rams, I stop for the person to sanitize my hand. Earlier when you, you were talking about um, the COVID, people being separated with the COVID and the vaccination. Mm. Um, I know some people, especially in a small community, if they know somebody had COVID or know somebody who related to somebody had COVID, they ostracize them and and, and... and and this is the thing I'm saying need to stop. You know, you, did you have that experience? No, that's what I'm saying. Because again, in my yard, one time a fellow come here custom to pass by minibus and he stopped. He said, but I cook let me go I said, but no, I got COVID here. So we can't go away. And he said, he stayed outside and I stay in my yard, in my distance, I got my mask, and we talk. As I tell him, my friend, the family don't do it with COVID. But you used to go down and check on them, stay in the street, and check on them, but I said, how you doing? How you, how you, how your mother doing? But in the world, they're in the place. So I'm saying, we need now to start to comfort each other. But when you have the people in charge giving the impression that COVID is a death sentence and you can't go on somebody, how do you expect us to, to live as one? I live in a community with everybody. My neighbor lives next door. We get along very well. My neighbor will say, but here see some lemongrass bush. So if you start to segregate yourself from people, what are you doing? What are we doing to each other? You're making it more difficult because now you find, okay, Andrew Hughes is fully vaxxed, but he got COVID. But he never still separating himself from him. Andrew Hughes ain't fully vaxxed, but he got COVID. He never still separate. When you're your neighbor custom to live, God? I wouldn't go with my neighbor with the, with, without a mask. And I wouldn't let my neighbor come by me without a mask. You stay in the distance, if you understand what I'm saying. You rest on the thing and I pick up the thing. Sometimes we need to change the style of how we are operating with people who have COVID and people who don't have COVID. The people who take the vaccine and who ain't take the vaccine. It's not right. Let me ask this. Uh, well, let me just go to the next subject because you also were a victim of, um, or one of the workers, I should say, who TEC would have laid off for, among other things, not taking the vaccine, mainly for not taking the vaccine. Yeah. Um, how was that done, in your opinion, and, and how do you feel about that? I'm going to be honest. I don't think it handled well. 
same thing with yourself before you ask the question about how people look at you with the COVID. TDC to me make us feel that like we are open a criminal. Um, yes, you have us on a, I was on vacation, to be fair. So I wasn't the one with all, when the wrangling was going on. I was on my long vacation. And when I went back out, I had to speak, speak to the manager of human resources. I mean, for um, building materials concerning it. But even leading up to this, I asked questions. Is this thing going to be mandatory in meeting? They tell me no. You understand? And I was saying that I think the way how they handled it was the wrong way. It was the bully style. It wasn't the comforting style. Bully meaning we, we went to meeting. I mean, as I said to you, they're playing the tape all the time. I had a time they were a feel bad. Maybe I think I could take the vaccine. And I said, in a meeting, they were how, how they handle us in the meeting. I said, Baku, are these people for real with you? Or are you going to coax me into taking a vaccine? You're going to be bullying me into taking the vaccine? This was one of, of my arguments. The year before, I worked hard for the same TDC without any vaccine and all of that. Just the mass going into people's house and delivering who probably could have got COVID. I didn't say me ain't going to do my work. You had all the other staff doing the work last year the same way. And all I'm saying, if TDC come up with a plan where you're saying to us, we're not vax. Well, all you have to do with us, my biggest problem with the letter you give to us now. The letter says you're fired in the minute effect, Mr. Huey. That is disrespectful. Simple said to us, but you have a plan. Thank you for the time. Um, based on the situation, we're going to we, be doing XYZ. I wish you all the best. We get not a warning letter before or another letter before? Well, there was no warning really to say no. I'm going a warning letter. But they should not be, even if you're giving a warning letter, that doesn't mean that your letter should be sound like I'm a criminal. All of us is criminal. Your letter should be cordial, Mr. Huey. It's 25 years. It's 33 years. What do you feel about that? Well, I'm saying to you, I feel very, I'm very hurt. I feel very disrespectful. They disrespect us. Give us your letter nicely. Thank you for your time. When you finish, whatever money you do to us, you help us to give you money. If you want to give us some funds, you do that. And don't give me the excuse, oh, this and that. No. Treat us with respect because we give you our life for the 25 years. So you don't necessarily have a problem with the policy, <coughs> the, the vaccination policy? No. How you, how you deal with us? Because if you're saying, by okay, but look at it. I'm going to say it here. I had a problem with my machine. I had to go up to the TDC. Okay. Problem with my machine. I made a phone call. The lady said, send a picture. I sent, I take the picture and I went up into the same TDC. Sanitized me and I went up in the office to deal with my machine. I had to go downstairs to shore. I said, I me to fix the machine. So explain to me if that's all accept. Um like most workers who are in this position, if I get the chance, I ask them, well, what are your plans? Do you plan to well, some people feel aggrieved and they, they want to take legal action? Well, I'm in the same boat, I'm in the same group. I'm in the group the only option. And in fairness, Mr. Hughes, some people don't want to hit. I think the government should do more. This is a government issue where the government should take up our problem.
But instead, you're taking side with the company that is clear. We ain't committing a crime. We ain't killing nobody, Mr. Huey. For me, 25 years with TDC, my record is zero. Zero. The last interview you did with me at the airport, when the, the same government decided to take my ID again, because the airport was zero. So I'm saying, make me feel comfortable. When I left, when I left TDC, TD, me and TDC supposed to left it on the good grounds. But thank you for your 25 years, Mr. Cook. We appreciate it. Thank all you, 50 all you, for all your years. And this is what we're going to do. Whatever we can do. To, how I go in the bank, Mr. Huey, with that same letter the other day? Got me money. The man looking for a crazy man. Call the letter say you fired with the military fact. And nobody could realize the seriousness of what we're saying. Because it's all about the politics. He ain't take the vaccine. The company got policies. I'm not disputing the company policies. And the company policies only come. No vaccine come up. Where you be in the handbook? Where is it in the handbook? But I'm not arguing. I'm not, I'm not fighting TDC and their policy. Okay, if that's what you decide. But all I'm saying, the letter you gave to me, should have been a letter saying, Mr. Cook, thank you for 25 years. I wish you all the best. And do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm comfortable. Just like how the Prime Minister went to Parliament and do whatever it takes to make the gangsters comfortable and be okay because we want the crime to stop and we agree. Well, why now we who ain't do anything wrong cannot get the same treatment? So, so you, are, you are contemplating legal action? That's the only option, Mr. Huey. That's the only option, sir. There's no other option. There's no other way out in this situation. You got to stand for something. Because you see, they don't use the word president. And we are willing to set the president for the, for the future, the, the children. I don't have, it's not that you have no emotion. Some people saying, oh, well, you, based on how you treat people, how you expect you to have a good heart? Here I get TDC all my life, done, I get TDC 33 years, and we could call all the names, I don't know all the names. Who has worked hard? I remember on the airport for me 15 years, you were getting up 6 o'clock in the morning to go to work to make sure you work for the, all these flights. Come in and you got to spin them around, sometimes cheap playing on the ground. You finish at night, sometimes 12 o'clock, you got to go back for 6 o'clock. For TDC, working hard, my son, that time my son young, little baby, cuddled three years, sort him out, what do you call him, the airport baby. Sometimes me want to walk a flight. There's a lot of stories and nobody could sit down and say bye. But these guys have given us, give us the life. They should be treated better than this. The Prime Minister himself should say that, regardless of what, come and stand up for, the, uh, for us. But nobody is studying us. Because all of a sudden, everybody now comes selfish. They didn't take the vaccine. So the vaccine is the simplest thing to say. They didn't take the vaccine, so it's okay. But so we gotta change that. And these are the things we're talking about as a human being, as a people. And they didn't expect you to get angry. They didn't expect you to get vexed. So you, TDC decided to move on, that's okay. But how you tell people to move on when other people has done nothing in this place? You're treating them like king and queen. Now, um, any last words, anything you want to add? add well, yeah, as I say, you know, is we, 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 we got to now start to change. Look at her, and I keep saying it all the time. Listen, listen, listen to me and Motley. When you listen to the lady, she has the right idea, the right approach. I'm not going to force the vaccine on people. 
Because the vaccine even has proved that real and truly, if you take it, you ain't dead. And if you ain't take it, you ain't dead. That is what they're saying, the scientists saying. And I just to use the example. The space shuttle went up. And everybody would have bet a million dollars that you ain't gonna blow up. Because the scientists tell you you ain't gonna blow up. But look at it going up. The space shuttle coming back to Earth. Everybody will bet a million dollars that one pad would make it blow up. One pad come off. And I has a problem, the biggest problem I have before I go. How are you going to tell me to take a vaccine when the government going to sign off on these vaccines? That if something happened to me, I would not be compensated. If I put my son to take the vaccine and something happened to my son, why he would not be compensated? These are the answers I need. Because when I ask the answers in the same TDC meeting, I was disrespectful. I, was get, I get disrespect. These are genuine questions, what, what, Mr. Hughes. The response was, what happened if you drop down now? Who said that? That was Charles Wilkins. I asked what happened if something happened to me if I take the vaccine. What happened if something drop down, if you drop down the whole look after your children? I mean, Mr. Hugh, these are the, these are the kind of response we get. Look at we poor people. People could speak to us as we like. And you cannot make an argument, you cannot say anything in this country. Because these become politics. And all of a sudden only some people had passion. But today, because your passion is how you feel, you're aggressive. You shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that, but they could tell you as they feel like. 15 years on the airport, you did interview Timothy Tecumi ID. But you mustn't say this and you mustn't say that today. This is that, and people are defending, but I mean defending the party. Labour wrong, the wrong, and they say, we need to get our act together and sink it. The people in the task force and these people, they need to sit down and strategize exactly how they're going to go about handling this pandemic. We're taking too much things for granted. We're taking too much of things for a joke. You listen to the voice note with the lady this morning, how she had sound. She's angry. But some people don't want to listen because only some people have a voice in the country. We need to change it. That interview there with uh, outspoken resident and citizen Curtis Crook. We'll be right back as we take another break here on Let's Talk and Kiss Nevis. When we come back, we'll hear from Dr. Tim Garson. I did an interview with him recently. He is the clinical professor of health systems and population health sciences at the College of Medicine, the University of Houston. And we spoke to him on the issue of the COVID-19 vaccination. We'll be right back. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green, Green Market and, and Delivery is, is your solution. solution. Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers. It's in Kizinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. 
Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your, your one-stop one shop, shop for, for fresh, fresh local, local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with SMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. SMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, www.smn-news.com. Auto Plus Car Wash, located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastyr's in Kids. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where the service is number one. The voice of the Caribbean radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Well, we're now going to enter our interview with uh, Dr. Tim Garson. He is a clinical professor at Health Systems and Population Health Services, Health Sciences, I beg your pardon, College of Medicine at the University of Houston. He's also the professor in Management Policy and Community, Community Health at the School of Public Health, University of Texas. We spoke at length in a pre-recorded interview on vaccination, uh, the situation in the U.S., what's happening around the rest of the world, and including here in St. Kitts Nevis, and what lessons we can learn to improve our situation. Uh, Dr. Garrison, it's been a while since we last spoke, and um, a lot has happened since then. We've had the U.S. election, we've had uh, COVID-19 vaccines, um, and so many other things. But let me start by you, if you could just give us, from your vantage point, um, your observation of what's been happening in the U.S. of late, um, uh, as it relates to COVID-19 and vaccination, what concerns you and, and what are some of the things that you think are being done right? Well, you know, I'm a pediatrician and we virtually, I mean, other than one state with one immunization, um, childhood immunizations are required. You can't go to school unless you've been vaccinated for measles and chicken pox and those kind of things. And I grew up vaccinating children and um, very, very few people gave it a, a second thought. There was uh, a scare around autism that just didn't play out at all. And that's just gone. So there, there is nothing that I'm aware of in a really substantive way that would say, um, you shouldn't be vaccinated for the typical childhood diseases. And so uh, I have been blown away at the, not just reluctance, the downright opposition. There's no reluctance anymore to get vaccinated. There's just downright opposition. And I can't call it anything but stupid. Um, I, 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 you know, you and I talked about this the last time. 
that I understand. Uh, well, no, I say I understand. No, I can't understand completely the reluctance of people who go back to Tuskegee back when, you know, people got experimented with. But that's just, I, I, I understand reluctance. I understand, I, you know, when I say I don't understand because I'm, I'm not African, I'm not African-American, I can't live what was lived in Tuskegee, but at least I can see it and I can say, yeah, that was awful. But this has nothing to do with that. And so I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. So when you'd say, well, they got their kids immunized for measles, what's going on here? And, you know, it's a third of the country. It's somewhere between 25 and 35% of the country is refusing to get vaccinated. Um, and I can't call it anything but stupid. Um, it, it, it is not just stupid for them. It's stupid for the rest of the country because, you know, I live in a high rise and I get on an elevator with somebody who's not been vaccinated. That person is putting me at risk. So um, I, you know, I, I guess maybe with age, I'm allowed to say things that I wasn't allowed to say a while back, but it's just stupid. Now, then that's not helpful, right? For me, well, that's just stupid. What's your next question, Andre? Um, there's something going on here beyond immunizations. And I think you are much better, you and Patrick are much better able to gauge what's going on in Nevis and St. Kitts if, you know, when people with all of the data, I mean, millions and millions, mil hundreds of millions of people have been safely vaccinated. Um, there's something else going. It's not about the vaccine. There's something else going, whether it's politics or just being downright ornery of saying, if some group of people call it the government, the government wants me to do A, I'm gonna do Z, um, there has to be, this is not logical. There, there's something else going on and, and you will know now in the States, um, it's, it's, there's a certain, um, you know, movement that, that, that seems um, to say um, we're not, believing in truth. I mean, there's, and, and I, I'm, I'm not enough of a, you know, political scientist to understand that, but there's a big movement in the U.S. that says, you know, I'm not going to get vaccinated, but it ain't about the vaccine. It's about something else. The concern I think a lot of people have, and, and I think there are various reasons. There are some people who, they, they made their decisions based on information they would have received, misinformation, disinformation that they would have received. And so they've made up their minds with that is concerned. There are some people who are hesitant, genuinely hesitant, because they believe that, should I take this vaccine and there is some adverse reaction, what next? And I think a lot of people are concerned from that standpoint. Uh, what would you say to someone who is hesitant because they feel, well, you know, I want to take this vaccine, but I'm concerned something adverse might happen. And if that happens, what do I do? 
and and Andre, I guess what I'm saying is that those people in today's world just are they're, they're it's not about it's not about the vaccine, Andre. It's about something else because the data. I've never seen data like this. I've been practicing medicine for 40 years. I've never seen so much data that says that the vaccine is safe and effective. I've never seen something like this that is so positive. So there's, there just isn't, again, I would say to that person, what else is going on with you? Don't tell me, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not your confessor, but there's something else going on with you that, that, that has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with, you know, well, I've seen the data. If you've seen the data, there's hundreds of millions of people who, who have been vaccinated with no side effects. There is a small, tiny, like 12 people, men, young, who get inflammation of the heart. No one that I'm aware of has died from that. Everybody has recovered. That's like 12 out of millions. Um, and so I, I just, I, I, my only, I guess, perhaps not terribly intelligent, but, but very straightforward message to people who are still hesitant, et cetera, is look yourself in the mirror and find out what else is going on with you. Because it ain't about the data. It's just not. And it's not about logic. It's not. It's about something else. And and I, I again, it's probably very personal for a whole bunch of people. But it's not about the data, and it's not about logic. Um, as it relates to the U.S., uh, we in the Caribbean and the Sikhs Nevis, we look to the U.S. for support in many areas uh, for vaccines because we've gotten doses of vaccines from the U.S. Um, and we also look to the U.S. for leadership. Um, I know one of the concerns a lot of Americans had prior to the elections is, well, should the past president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, got reelected, what would that mean for vaccination and, and, and you know, the COVID-19 situation? Well, that did not happen, but you still find a lot of vaccine hesitancy. Uh, the U.S. is still lagging behind in terms of vaccination rate. How much of a challenge would that be for the rest of the world and for us here in the Caribbean? Even America doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get up to that, to that level. And I think, again, if, if I get to, you know, I, I may say this another 25 times before we're done. Those people who are not getting vaccinated have something going on other than vaccination. And so I think, and, and it's a lot, right? It's call it you know, 30% of everybody. Um, there it's and to call it political is not a helpful statement but it is not so if i were the caribbean looking and saying well the united what is about the united states that is hesitant it's not about the vaccine it's about something else and so it's it's not something that if i you know and i have no business saying this but that never stops me I, I wouldn't look to the U.S. for leadership here because it's it's you know it's just not about um, people not following a leader. There's something else going on. Whether it is you know 
and and there are we know this from political science and i i'm i, I really don't even want to get anywhere near saint kitts and nevis i just don't know but there are a bunch of people in the u.s that if the government says a uh-uh i'm immediately against it and um and it's almost the party that is quotes in power and this is a really you know this is a cliffhanger this week but it seems just statistically that in these midterm elections between presidential elections the party that's in quotes power winds up losing and so there is something about the american voter that says, okay, I've had enough of that. I'm gonna do something else. If you then put on top of that, this, uh, I, I almost, and, and I, I shouldn't, but uh, you know, I wrote it in my book. It's almost like a religion, Andre. It's almost like the people, and again, I'm not talking about your island at all. I'm not talking about the Caribbean at all. I'm talking about the US that, it is that you don't, I was a religion minor in college. I, I studied a lot of religion. And you don't need logic in religion, you just believe. And so it, it, the, the idea of saying, as I said, look, you know, it's, there's something other than logic that is dictating why people don't want to get vaccinated. And so it's, it's a little bit, like a religion that they just say, don't bother me. I believe this is bad for me. Well, you can't fight. I believe you just say, okay, this is not smart. Um, I, um, I understand. Yeah, this I do understand. This sort of weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, between personal freedom no mandate, do what you want. And what's good for the health of the country, which is mandates. And I understand the push and pull. I did see a very interesting statistic a couple of days ago that United Airlines has mandated their employees get vaccinated. And if they don't get, get vaccinated, they lose their job. Delta Airlines has not. 96% of United employees are vaccinated. 83% of Delta's employees are vaccinated. So it, it, it's, you know, one would ask the question, and I do not have the answer, of, of the, the balance between personal freedom and how, the, how a country has got to manage itself. And fortunately, that's not my problem. That's the problems of the people in the cities, the states, and the federal government. I would tend, just so I'm not being tremendously wishy-washy, I would tend toward, you know, doing everything I could to avoid a mandate, to try to educate people, but the education has failed, Andrea. We, we've seen that. So sometimes, you know, you just got to say, all right, we have traffic lights. And when a traffic light is red, you stop. And you don't like that, I'm sorry. You just stop. And, and it, it may be that, 
in some situations, the health of a country has got, and again, please understand, I'm, I'm not speaking about the Caribbean, I'm not talking about St. Kitts and Nevis, but I am talking about the United States, that sometimes you just gotta say, sorry, you gotta do it. Mm, yeah. Um, in light of the information or in light of the current situation, um, do you believe that, because I think a lot of people have been wondering and waiting, okay, you know, they are expecting this year that we would have gotten through most of the challenges we had with the pandemic and we would have been getting over the hump, but um, it seems as if it's just getting worse and there are more waves across the world. Uh, where do you think, especially when you think of the U.S. situation, where do you think um, we will be going where the pandemic is concerned? Especially considering in the Caribbean, we rely a lot on tourism, we rely a lot on U.S. visitors coming to the Caribbean. But in light of the vaccination situation, how, as a region, do you think are we able to cope, living with COVID and dealing with the challenges of COVID? It's not like I've been certain about anything else you and I have talked about. Let me preface this with I don't know, but let me, let me try a, a few thoughts. One, the people who are entrenched are going to remain entrenched. I don't see that anything short of a mandate is going to move the current people. That's, they, they've had every opportunity to get vaccinated for months and they don't need any more data. They don't need any more anything. They just need to do it. So I don't see them changing their minds with new data, but I do see mandates changing certain things if they happen. I don't see any other way. And I, as I said, you know, five minutes ago, I, I, I'm not that I'm a, I'm not a mandate person. I, I don't do that. But when you say what can get the U.S. off where we are, I don't see any other way than mandates, because otherwise, I mean, what is going to change the mind of any of these people who are continuing to resist six months into this? I don't think anything. Um, you know, there will be drifting. There will be some people who will get a little more and a little more and a little more. And so it'll probably drift down from, call it, you know, 30 to 35 percent, maybe even to 20 percent. Um, I don't see it getting better than that without mandates. Now, if I were, and again, I, I say this with ultimate humility because I'm not, I mean, you know, if I say I, if I were the Caribbean, I wouldn't look to the United States for this because it, it we're not we're not an exemplar for anything here. We don't we're not doing anything well with COVID. And and so okay, we do lots of things well. We just don't happen to have done this well. Um, and so I wouldn't, you know, necessarily say, well, we're gonna look to the US to understand. Um, I, I hope, for your sake, I hope that you don't have one third of, I don't know, I mean, you would know if, is, if the vaccine is available where you are and you have a third of the people still refusing it, you've got the same problem we do. And that is, 
it's something other than the vaccine. It's and and I wouldn't look to us to fix it because in, in terms of okay, how did the U.S. do it? The only thing I can think of um, to move people is mandates, and the real problem with mandates is in a group of people that are so against doing something, they're probably entrenched enough. They'll just snub their noses and say to heck with the mandate. So I I think in sort of in summary, we will drift better and better, but I don't think we're gonna magically all of a sudden change the minds of people who are dead set where they are. It's probably gonna take some time before we get any semblance of normalcy in light of that. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I haven't heard recently whether the airlines are gonna mandate vaccination to fly. Um, you know, that- well, Apart from the US, apart, apart from the US saying, well, effective November 1st, uh, I mean, any person entering the US uh, would need to be vaccinated on foreign nationals, that is. And the yeah, coming I mean, yeah, in, right? I'm I'm talking about would they mandate going to Nevis and St. Kitts? That would probably be great for your tourism. Yeah. Um, because then people, you know, then all the people would have to worry about is okay, at least I don't have to worry about it on the airplane. Now the question is, you know, what's it like once I get there? Um, yeah. you know, I've had both vac vaccinations and a booster, because yes, I am that old. Um, and, you know, I'd show up in St. Kitts tomorrow morning, I, you know, so I, I'm not particularly, you know, once, you know, I'd probably wear a mask, um, yeah. even having been triple vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lastly, there is a concern in the region, generally, amongst leaders, um, and it was addressed at, <clears throat> at the UN General Assembly by a couple of the Caribbean prime ministers, and that is the uh, vaccine, or in some instances they call it vaccine apartheid, where they feel the developed countries have hoarded, so to speak, lack of a better word, vaccines, and have not made it available, readily available for developing and, and, and poor income countries. Um, what's your view on this? Uh, do, do you think that more can be done and should be done to assist countries uh, to, to access vaccines? Of course, more should be done. So let's just start there. Um, I am certainly not aware. I mean, when I signed up for my booster appointment, there were 46 open slots, okay? And so it doesn't look like there's a real supply problem in the United States. And I believe President Biden has committed a fair amount of money and a fair amount of vaccine doses to go from here out of here. Now, what I have no idea about, I should, but I don't, is how much of that is coming to your country from us, I just don't know. Um, I, I think, um, I think it, it's our responsibility as a country that has more than most that we ought to do everything we can to get as much as we can outside the US 
Um, you know, I, I, I do, and we may have talked about this the last time we yes, spoke. We actually did, yeah. We did actually talk a bit you about it. And it was, it was obviously before it played out. And, you know, it, it, at that point, it was, well, would the U.S. hoard for itself before anybody else? And the answer, you know, is um, it hasn't. But I think we can always, always do better. So um, I, um, I, I do understand the point. Um, and I think, um, you know, what, what I would hope for you and for other countries is that you don't get into this thing where a large segment of the population refuses it, even if it's readily available. And that's how we'll end this edition of Let's Talks and Kids News here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net, region of the Caribbean and beyond. So thank you for listening. Uh, remember, you can listen to a rebroadcast of this program on Wednesday at 10 a.m. and again on Friday also at 10 a.m. right here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio. Later on, it will be available on demand on our website, www.voiceofthecaribbean.net. Thanks again for listening and uh, make it continue to make it Voice of the Caribbean Radio, region of the Caribbean and beyond. I was your host, Andre Huey.